Then, too, I saw the wicked buried, those who used to come and go from the holy place and receive praise. In the city where they did this, this, too, is meaningless. When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. Although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time, I know that it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them, and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. There is something else meaningless that occurs on earth. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve, and the wicked who get what the righteous deserve. This too, I say, is meaningless. So I commend the enjoyment of life, because there's nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of their life God has given them under the sun. When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done on earth, people get in no sleep day or night. Then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what goes under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it chapter 9. So I reflected on all this and concluded that the righteous and the wise and what they do are in God's hands, but no one knows whether love or hate awaits them. All share a common destiny, the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. This is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil, and there is madness in their hearts while they live. And afterwards they join the dead. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even their name is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Go, eat your food with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For God has already approved what you do. Always be enclosed in white, and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life, and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, 
do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither work nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or to the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Moreover, no one knows when their power will come. As fish are caught in a cruel net or birds are taken in a snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly on them. This is the word of the Lord. All right, um, my name is Augustine, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I'm from Ghana, and I'm here studying at Cornhill and doing my placement here. Um, if you are reading from your phone, please kindly open to the passage Jennifer just read to us. And let's please close our eyes as I lead us in prayer. Holy Spirit, we confess our dependency on you as we open this passage with all the difficult questions it raises for us. Please, would you bring your word home into our hearts and make us people who truly fear God. We act this through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Um, Ecclesiastes, as I, um, you know, I guess, is, it's not a book that many of us are familiar with, as Andrew just said. And there are many reasons to that. One, it doesn't often feature in our talk series. Um, and two, we don't normally use it as part of our discipleship training. But the book grapples with many life big questions. Questions about meaning and purpose of life and work. Questions about death and what happens after. Questions about injustices and what death brings to us. And if there is one famous word, Ecclesiastes is very well known. It is this, vanity. That life under the sun is full of vanities. That everything under the sun is like a vapor. It soon disappears. And as you read the book, you hear two voices. The voice of the preacher and the voice of the narrator. And traditionally, the voice of the preacher has been associated with Solomon. And so he is seen as the author of, of this book. And this morning, the passage we are dealing with reflects on the question of why life under the sun looks so unjust. Why life under the sun looks so unjust. And I will begin with my first observation from verses 10 to 13. That God has issued the decree of death as the sentence on all moral crimes or evil. But the question is, why does he delay judgment on the wicked? If God has decreed sentence on death as a sentence on all moral crime, why does he delay judgment on the wicked? You know, we all struggle with this question, don't we? Why do we... You know, why do wicked people live long? Why do wicked people prosper in their schemes? Why do they rise to fame and enjoy the accolades and all the praises in society? Why? And yet verse 11 tells us that God's delayed judgment against the wicked actually 
becomes a motivation for them to even do more wrongdoings. And so, if God's delayed judgment is actually a motivation for more wrongdoings, then why does God delay judgment on the wicked? And this is why life under the sun looks so unjust. Because on the one hand, it appears God is not intervening to stop evil under the sun. It appears God is watching people to cause more harm and pain and injury to people. And if you are concerned about justice under the sun, shouldn't this bother you? Shouldn't it bother you that God is not intervening to stop wickedness? Shouldn't it bother you that God is not intervening for the innocent, hard-working employee who is being slandered for the sake of um, someone's promotion? It should bother you why God is not intervening on that faithful husband or that wife who is being cheated in the marriage. It should bother us why God is not intervening to stop wicked or wickedness in this um, planet. But as we see in the passage, verse 10, that it is only when the preacher sees the, the burial of the wicked that he begins to realize that life under the sun, there is justice in life under the sun. That God will not prolong the life of the wicked forever. He will, not, he will surely intervene to execute justice on the wicked. No crime committed against God would ever go scot-free. And that is the hope for all those who um, fear God. That if you fear God, there is that motivation for you to pursue, you know, um, yes, walk, uh, walking with the Lord. Because you know that justice is there in the future. Justice awaits all of us. And God will always intervene to destroy wicked people. And because of that, as we begin this new year, you know, what we want to have in our minds is that we want to walk or start the year with that mindset of fearing the Lord as, as, as we, we go about with our daily activities. We want to fear God in the way we think. We want to fear God in the way we, re we relate with people. We want to fear God in how our attitudes towards work. Because we know that God punishes evil. He punishes evil. There is justice in this planet. And the second observation that I want to make is from verse 14 to 19. That life under the sun looks so unjust because event makes no distinction. Verse 14. Verse 14 reads that there is something else meaningless that occurs on earth. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve, and the wicked who get what the righteous deserve. This too, I say, is meaningless. You know, we have seen now that wicked people deserve the sentence of death and short life. But we don't expect this also for the righteous. We don't expect the righteous to have the same treatment as the wicked receives. But the reality is that, according to this preacher, good event happens to the wicked and bad event happens to the righteous. So you can be a righteous person and die young. You can be a wicked person and live long. This is not just. This is why the author says that life 
until the son looks so unjust. And I can give an illustration of this. Um, back in 2012, when I finished university, there was one friend of mine who did business administration. He was one of the best students, and he was very dedicated Christian. He was our student leader, president. And he went for graduation on Saturday and resumed work on Tuesday. And Wednesday, while at work, the building that they were working um, in fell off and he died. And many of us began asking this question, why did this happen to such a man? Someone who was so talented, gifted, and God-fearing. Why didn't God do something to keep him from dying? And that is the injustices we, we witness under the sun. That good event happens to evil people, bad event happens to righteous people, and that is the kind of tension we, we, we witness in this life. And the third observation that I want to highlight is um, in verse, chapter 9, verse 1 to 12, that death matches all of us to the same destination and catches us all unexpectedly. This is very, tra- you know, tragic. Death doesn't make any distinction between the righteous and the wicked. And the destination of, of, of the dead doesn't make any distinction as well. The righteous, the wicked, we all head towards the same place. This is the framework or the, the, the kind of worldview that the preacher is, is giving to us as Andrew was explaining, explaining to us. And so if at the end of the day, the wicked is going to the same place and the righteous is going to the same place, then what is the point? What is the point of fearing God? What is the point of striving for, 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 for justice? What is the point of fighting for, for, for morality in this world if at the end of the day we are all heading towards the same place? And if you look at the, the way the author is describing the place of the dead, it's so horrific that he says that life on this earth, even though it's full of injustices, is much better than life in that place of, 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 of the abode of, of the dead. And that is... That is so perplexing for us. That, so what is the point of, of, of living under, under, under this sun? What is the point of, of living for God if at the end of the day, death is going to make no extension? And the author of Ecclesiastes presents options. Let me say two options. There are people who think that, okay, if this is, the, if this is what is the case, then... then all that I would do is just make merry, be joyful, eat, drink, and die. And that is what most people are living their life. Because they think that death, you know, brings everything into oblivion. And so there's nothing that life has for you apart from you die and you disappear. That is the kind of lifestyle most people live in. But then the book of Ecclesiastes gives us a proper response that we should, we should give in, 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 yeah, in, in, in view of this reality. And if you look at verse, um, chapter 3, verse 13, I'll just read it. And I saw something else under the sun in the place of judgment. Wickedness was there. In that place of justice, wickedness was there. I said to myself, 
God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. For there will be time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. Judgment awaits every single person. And chapter 11, verse 9 of that same book says, You who are young, be happy while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart, and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. And then chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandment, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. And so this is the conclusion, that there is judgment that awaits every single person, whether the righteous or the wicked. And so if you desire to live your life of just happiness, pursuing happiness and joy and gladness, and you ignore God, at the end of the day, you stand before him and give an account of your life. That is why this passage we just read, it says that there is a hope for those who fear the Lord. Those who put their fear, their trust in the Lord, there is hope for, for, for them. Even though life under this sun looks so unjust, unfair, but there is hope for those who fear the Lord. And thank God for Jesus Christ who has come to rescue us, those of us who have put our hope in, in Christ, those of us who have put our faith in him, that he has come to rescue us from that judgment that is to come. And that is the sort of mindset I want to encourage us as we begin this new year, to walk with the Lord in fear, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with all our hearts, and to be joyful in him and serve him in whatever area that he has put us in. So that at the end of the day, we will become people who are living for his glory. Amen. Now, let me pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your word. We pray that, Lord, you imprint your word in our hearts and cause us to abide in it. That we bear fruit that brings glory to your name. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.